Good evening and welcome back to Masks Weekly Radio Show on Family Matters. Mask mothers and fathers aligned, saving kids, kids of all ages and all stages for all mental health. If you know somebody that needs a referral for a therapist, an inpatient or outpatient program, a parent support group, even by Zoom still, please give us a call. Our number is 718-758-0400. I'll repeat the number. You may want to jot it down for yourself, a loved one, a neighbor, or someone you usually would sit next to in shul. Our number again, remember, all calls are kept strictly confidential. Our number is 718-758-0400. Tonight, I'm very happy to have on with us a colleague, a licensed creative art therapist, Kate Hurtweck, who is currently the clinical supervisor and psychotherapist, shall I mention, at Integrative Psychotherapy, which is a group practice in Cedarhurst. I'd like to welcome you on tonight. How are you, Kate? Thank you so much, Rahama. I am so excited and happy to be here. I'm doing well. How are you doing? Thank you. I'm excited to finally have you on. I'd like to just mentioned that not only are you an art therapist, but you also are trained in EMDR, in somatic therapy modalities, and many other trauma-focused modalities and traditional psychotherapy. So I'd like to talk about art therapy. For many of my listeners, they may not even know what art therapy is. So can you explain what is art therapy? And let me just add, how did you get into that career of practicing as an art therapist? Thank you. Thank you, Rahama. I just want to say first, thank you for having me on. And it's truly wonderful what you do at Mask for parents, Um, working with a lot of teens and children myself. I work very closely with the parents as well. And it's just so important to have organizations that are giving resources to parents in need because it's very, very common or normal to struggle as a parent. So I just want to say that it's so wonderful what you're doing there at Mask. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. 
Of course. So yeah, how did I enter into the career practicing art therapy? But first, let me answer the question, what is art therapy? Um, art therapy is a field of psychotherapy in which within the frame of the therapeutic relationship between client and therapist, the client is guided by the therapist to use creative modes of expression. Uh, that can include with art materials and mediums, as well as dance, music, poetry, and other creative methods. So there's different modalities of art therapy within that overarching um, mode of art therapy. Through integrative methods, art therapy engages the mind, body, and spirit in ways that are often distinct from verbal articulation alone, you know, talk therapy. Um, kinesthetic, sensory, perceptual, and symbolic opportunities are invited with these alternative modes of expression, um, which can circumvent the limitations of language and traditional talk therapy alone. And visual and symbolic expression gives voice to a client's experience and empowers the individual community and whole total societal transformation. So art therapy is quite a powerful field. Um, going off of that and what makes art therapy powerful, um, I got into practicing art therapy by first being an artist myself. I think from age three, I was picking up crayons and drawing. So art has always been a powerful mode of expression for myself. So I think I generally knew that art is a way of thera therapeutic modality for us naturally. Um, I went to art school at SUNY Fredonia uh, in upstate New York, and all of my teachers kept telling me that I should be um, looking into art therapy because everything that I would create in art school was about emotions and psychology. So I shortly started taking some psychology classes, got a minor in psychology, and then after quite some reflection, got um, into the NYU School for Art Therapy, and that's where I got my master's degree. And so that's just a little intro about how I got into it. It happened quite naturally, and just because I'm incredibly passionate about um, the power of expressive arts in its ability to help us heal. So I wanna say that mass facilitates lots of different groups. One of the groups we had were for siblings of at-risk youth. Mm -hmm. And there was one group I remember we had an art therapist dealing with the young children that were eight to 10 years old. And I remember the therapist bringing me in the artwork and showing me the different um, arts that they had drawn these clients and how it with no names, everything was strictly confidential. But one student actually drew a picture of the hands being very, 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 very long. And it ended up coming out weeks later that that student was molested mm -hmm. and it started with the art therapy that they were able to give the voice through the art therapy and then talk therapy where it came out that they shared they were being molested so art therapy is unbelievable 
what do you want to say about the difference between the art therapy and talk therapy, please? Yeah, thank you, Rahama. I, I mean, you explained it quite well, actually, in that case example, that um, art therapy, you can see it as a different, you know, art making is a different mode of expression versus talking. So in traditional talk therapy, a therapist is listening to what you're saying and maybe what you're not saying beneath the surface. The same is true with, with art. Um, is that we're seeing what's on the page and then we're also seeing what's maybe being expressed in the symbol or in the imagery. So art therapy differs from talk therapy is that we're maybe analyzing not so much about words, but we do obviously talk about the art, but we're also looking into the image and what it could tell us. So that's a perfect case example that you just gave of how it's a little bit different than talk therapy is that art therapists are trained to begin to see themes and symbols um in the art over time that develop that then can help us make an assessment or an inference into a concern there was another child actually drew a picture of um front of his house with the windows and the windows did not have any pain it was just the you know rectangular in the place where the windows were mm -hmm. fire coming out of the window and mm -hmm. no steps where steps should have been to mm -hmm. the sidewalk it ended up with that child that ended up doing talk therapy later on ended up sharing about the abuse going on in the home yeah. so it's just fascinating mm -hmm. about art therapy and how it could kickstart some into speaking what's going on in their life absolutely and what you're speaking about might be an assessment uh we have an assessment called the house tree person and one of the directives is draw a house and there's a lot of evidence supported research behind draw a house assessments and what can be found so i was nodding my head and agreeing as you're you're talking about actually very common symbology that we see repeated over and over again when um there might be adverse childhood experiences in the home so Thank you for sharing these fascinating examples. So let's talk about who generally can benefit from the art therapy. Absolutely. Um, everyone, absolutely every single I agree. person. <laughs> I agree. Maybe I'm a little biased. But you, know, but you know what, Kate? When you say, when somebody says to somebody, I think it would be a good idea for you to go to art therapy the first response can be but i'm not good at art mm -hmm. absolutely yeah yeah um and that's a response i get a lot as a art therapist with with clients that i'm meeting for the first time um and that's the most beneficial thing about art therapy um and who can benefit from it is that there's this motto that art therapists use that there's no right or wrong uh there's no good or bad we're actually not in art therapy and in that expressive mode to create good looking art i think in the in maybe mainstream we think of art as this pretty picture we hang on the wall right this this 
this um, art form that does make us feel something, but we're hoping it makes us feel something good or it's beautiful. When in really we're talking about the art process and how we express ourselves. And it's okay if it doesn't look what would mean beautiful or quote unquote good to you. It's really about the whole process. Yes, it is about what's on the page and can we explore it. Um, but whether that's stick figures or whether that's, you know, just random colors on the page, it all is very meaningful and it all is a way of expressing yourself. So um, there is no right or wrong in art therapy. And, and like you said, with color, um, mm -hmm. you know, people that are gothic do black. Mm -hmm. um, so different colors rep can represent feelings. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and therefore, you could create what you're feeling when you're not able yet to speak it or to share it. So it's so important to have another way just like animal therapy, equine therapy with horses. There are yes. people that don't do well with therapy, uh, talk therapy. So they start working with horses or animals. I actually did a show um, with someone, you can go on to maskparents.org, see all our previous shows. You could hear all our previous shows. And um, there are so many different availabilities to get started in speaking in therapy. And art therapy is one of those very strong tools that one could begin with when going to therapy and being resistant to talk therapy can be so beneficial. So, Kate, you're part of Integrative. Esther Goldstein, wonderful group you've got going over there in Cedarhurst with many different modalities that are available for teens, for youth, for parents, for families. Um, tell me about how you use art therapy in your sessions with your clients, please. Absolutely. Um, so as you had mentioned before, I use um, many different modalities. So art therapy can be combined with many other modalities. Um, so I am trained in EMDR levels one and two, like you had shared, as well as utilize IFS techniques, internal family systems, parts works, somatic techniques. So I use a very eclectic approach. Um, where it depends on each client. So when you, when a client comes to meet me for the first time, or, you know, within the first month, we're talking about their goals, what they want to work on, and what modalities they're interested in. I may have an art therapy session, for example, with someone that is interested in art therapy and EMDR, where we're actually utilizing the art process in with EMDR. So we're using EMDR techniques based on an image they've created, or we're using the art process as a way to incorporate EMDR techniques like uh, bilateral stimulation, which is kind of just like a left-right movement that could be with your hands, it could be with your eyes, or parts work is very, very um, popular to combine with art therapy in which we may be drawing in connection with your inner child, uh, playing, 
I also utilize sand tray therapy. So playing in the sand to engage that connection with your inner child and maybe having some nourishing, playful reparenting experiences. So it looks different for every different person and what their needs are. But I try to combine talk therapy and all of the different modalities in a way that's tailored to each person. So no one session will look the same, but it's often a combination and an collective mix of modalities. So I know that um, people that have trauma use art therapy in their healing process. Let's address trauma and art therapy, please. Absolutely. So first, I think it's important to know a little brief explanation of how trauma affects the brain. Uh, simply put, trauma affects the frontal lobes, right? The front part of our brain behind our forehead that's in charge of executive functioning, um, thinking clearly, speaking, and verbal expression. So often what happens with those that have experienced trauma, they'll have a hard time articulating how they're feeling, or they'll have a hard time feeling calm. They are experiencing anxiety a lot. So one of the things that art therapy uses to help heal trauma, and we know this from research in neuroscience, that art therapy activates the brain's reward centers. It releases feel-good chemicals like dopamine and serotonin. It provides with sensory stimulation, tactile materials. It helps improve mood and reduces stress and anxiety and provides grounding, soothing feelings for someone who, in a post-traumatic place, would need that reduction in anxiety. Creating art can also stimulate the part of a brain which is responsible for self-reflection and self-awareness. And this can help individuals gain further insight into their own thoughts and emotions and develop a better understanding of themselves. So when a, a traumatized person, a person with post-traumatic stress disorder is coming to make art, the naturally soothing benefits of art are going to allow for that emotional material to come forward in a way that feels safe. And that's the most important part of trauma healing is that we're taking an experience that was perceived as a threat and we're able to re-experience that in a way that the body can feel safe. So art therapy helps with that safe container. So, you know, they all offer today art, you know, uh, in the evening, the girls go to a one-hour art class. So art has become more familiar and usable um, to the layman, to a regular person. Mm -hmm. You know, you go for art and pizza, art and refreshments, art and music, art and drink. So, um, a typical art therapy session. Why don't you describe what it looks like and feels like, please? Yes, of course. Uh, so a typical art therapy session, uh, the client would come in and the therapist would greet them. Usually, if you're in therapy, you may be coming in with something or you have a previous theme from the last session that you're working on. 
And usually two things happen. The therapist will either suggest a directive. This means a project that they'd want to start, whether that's draw a house or that's draw yourself as a tree or let's create this box of inside out box. What do you feel on the inside? What do you look like or present yourself on the outside? So there'll be a directive that the art therapist may offer to the client or they may offer the client to do whatever they please with whatever materials are available. There'd be some art making time. Often the art therapist may play some light music in the background. I usually have some soothing music playing in the background. There may be talking, there may not be. It depends on the client, whether they want to engage in conversation while they are creating art. The art therapist is usually there to support them, passing them materials, we never suggest anything, really. Um, we let the client do what they please with their art process. And then towards the end of the session, when we're wrapping up, there's about maybe 15, 5, 10 minutes left in the session in which we are processing the artwork. What came forward? What was the client feeling when they were making this? What were they thinking, et cetera? And our therapy session can feel really cathartic meaning that all of those emotions or what they were holding onto is released onto the page can feel really soothing it should feel maybe uplifting and nourishing so it can feel both emotionally cathartic and heavy if it's a heavy emotional material you're working with that day but also nourishing soothing and calming as well and that's one of the best benefits is that it's it can be really challenging work when you're working with challenging material but it also provides the soothing benefit as well do you want to share any of your experiences with young adults and art work that they may have done in your sessions of course, by changing ages, gender, whatever, confidentiality. Yeah, I work quite closely with a 12-year-old individual, and they really adapt well to the art process. Recently, in helping them with their confidence, we created a uh, create your own journal which allows the client to from front to back create every single aspect of this journal so they created the front they added um, whatever embellishments they'd want they added a page about what it feels like not to feel confident what it feels like to be confident and what's happening for them as they create this journal page by page where they're able to bring it home they're able to write in it they're able to bring it back to therapy and create more images is that they're actually creating experiences that build confidence they can look back on an art image that they feel pleased by and that's how we build confidence is to look back at these experiences that we feel good about ourselves in so as we talk about their feelings and their struggles and they draw about those struggles each day and page in the journal although that material may be heavy at times what they're creating is something they're proud of and it's building confidence over time with that art process so um, that's a little fascinating tidbit about how making books with clients can be a very um, transformational process. What about parents? 
parents, yes. So I work with many adults who use art therapy um, as part of their experience with myself. Um, and parents and children making art together is really incredibly powerful. So I think I'd like to speak on that for a second, uh, that that's where a relationship can build is when parent and child are creating artwork together. So it's very common that an art therapist would have a parent-child session where the child is actually leading the session. The child decides what they want to draw and the parent kind of takes over the job as the art therapist and is in there drawing alongside the the child what do you want me to do over here okay what color you want me to use you want me to use green okay can i draw this tree i'm gonna draw this tree and what's happening is there's a shared experience a shared positive safe experience and if emotions are involved and uh there's trauma to process while the parent is there there's co-regulation and attunement happening during that process as well and actually the art therapist may just be there a little faded back um, offering support to the parent as to how they could guide the uh, their child in the art process so I highly recommend that parents with young children with teenagers even though they might be a bit more resistant uh, to engage in art processes with their kids absolutely all right we, we are running out of time yeah. I'm wondering what you wanted to tell my listeners if they're interested in art therapy for themselves, what do you want them to know? Anyone listening who is curious about art therapy for themselves, I just want them to know that it's normal to feel a bit intimidated by the art process. As you said before, a common response is, well, I'm not good at art. You're met with an art therapist that is so eager for you to engage in the art material that there's this space to really let go. And, and, and if you're hearing this and you're like, wow, I really need to let go. I wish I had a place where I could just relax and let loose and not care about what what something on the page looks like. I, I oh, wow, I'd really like that. That sounds so soothing. Then I encourage you to reach out to our therapist to just even try the process because it's such an incredibly profound, soothing, cathartic way to experience healing for yourself. And there's no good or bad art in art therapy. Right. Well, thank you, Kate. I'm glad we finally got to talk about art yes. therapy. And I hope to have you on again soon. Yes. Thank you so and, much. It was a pleasure. And I want to wish everybody a very good evening, a beautiful Shabbos. And always remember, hang in, hold on, and virtually now still hug tight. Tonight's show is in memory of Rifka Bas. Yisrael, please consider to go online to maskparents.org and donate so that we can continue with all the mask programs. Thank you and have a good night. Hi, this is Zev Brenner inviting you to join me and my family for our most amazing Pesach at the Hudson Valley Resort in the Catskills. They have a brand new lobby and updated guest rooms, and they have 
five-star catering, and they have something for everybody, including an amazing women's program, Middle Eastern dance, aerobics, kumzits, arts and crafts, and so much more. It's the ultimate Pesach experience. And they're also booking now for Shabbos after Pesach, as well as for summer cruises, and the first child is free. So what are you waiting for? If you want the most amazing Pesach, call Destiny 613 at 845-794-6000. That's 845-794-6000, a Pesach that you won't forget. It's the Pesach experience in Exodus like no other Pesach. Call 845-794-6000 for Destination 613. There's no better way to celebrate Pesach than with the taste of the Holy Land with Evan Zahav's outstanding top quality spirits from Israel. Try Evan Zahav's super smooth and soft Arak, which has been called the Israeli rum that even the women love. The Evan Zahav Brandy VSOP in a special gift box is one of the finest flavored spirits ever made. You'll just love the smooth and full-bodied taste of the exceptional Evan Zahav Goldstone Grand Reserve made in the spirit of King Solomon. Even a Chacham from the Manishana will appreciate this smart brandy. All of Evan Zahav's spirits have a personalized flavor, style, and character. So this Pesach, lift your spirits with Evan Zahav, a gift of Israel, imported by Doina Limited, available at fine liquor stores everywhere. Aziz and Pesach from Doina and Evan Zahav. When it comes to Pesach, Nothing but the best in quality and kashras will do for your Seder and Yom Tov meals. For the last 60 years, Marvid Kosher Poultry has been providing the cleanest, finest, and tastiest chickens, turkeys, ducks, and Cornish hens for discriminating kosher consumers. Marvid also has the most kosher supervision, including the OU, MK, Isachdus, and COR as well. So, this Yom Tov makes sure Marvid is on your family's table. Available at the finest kosher supermarkets. Achag Kosher Vesameach from Marvid Poultry. Ancient tradition, today's taste. 